Welcome to Behind the Facade, a collection of stories that are helping me heal. Please note this podcast discusses mental health and mental illness, which may be triggering for some. Please take care while listening. I'm Lauren Bartelson, a digital storyteller living near Portland, Oregon. To dive right in, I struggle with anxiety, depression, insomnia, burnout, and two autoimmune diseases. As a coping mechanism, I often turn to writing, but I've learned that writing can only go so far. The healing really starts when I say these stories aloud. So without further ado, let's dive into today's story. Today I want to read you a letter that I wrote to my middle school bully in April 2021. Before we get started, I want to let you know that this story mentions bullying, cyberbullying, depression, anxiety, suicide, and body dysmorphia caused by eating restriction. If any of these are triggering for you, I encourage you to stop listening. Please take care of yourself. Here we go. Deep breath. You probably don't remember me, but I remember you. Even though we went to a K-8 school, it was still pretty small. The middle school part was essentially one long building with lockers along one corridor. Instead of being a welcome break in between classes, the lockers were my personal hell during the school day. While I was gathering my books for the next class, I also had to deal with you. Every time we crossed paths in the hallway, you went out of your way to stop and call me names. After first period, it was fatty. After second period, you called me a whale. Come lunch, you told me I looked like a rhino. You saved the classic elephant for last, leaving me feeling ugly and ashamed until you could start again the next morning. Sometimes you would spice it up and call me a different animal or make fun of my uniform, my hair, my face, anything you could. It wasn't just one time or one day. It was every break, every day, for two years. Let's break that down. Assuming you made four comments a day, and we estimate there are 180 days in each school year, that's approximately 1,440 times that you drilled it into my brain that I was fat, bigger, different. A total of 360 days that I had to enter your cruelty. I tried not to let it get to me, but how could I not? I would put my head down and pretend not to hear you, but I did. Every time, every word. At the time, I only told two people what you put me through, one of whom was my close friend, who also happened to be your girlfriend. I distinctly remember her sticking up for you, laughing even, and saying, he's just joking, let it go. But you weren't really joking, were you? Eventually, the four comments a day routine wasn't enough for you. You took your comments to MySpace, making it so I could never escape them, Now it wasn't just at school. I saw your comments at home when I logged on to my favorite social media site. What you probably didn't realize is that our parents could see the harmful words you posted too. I have very few memories of middle school. I blocked most of them from my mind, but I can recall one distinct moment. I was sitting in the front seat of my mom's car, curled up into as small of a ball as I could get. Can you guess what our conversation was about? Yeah. That's right. You. My mom must have seen your post online because she started asking me about the bullying. I was too ashamed to tell her, or anyone for that matter, how bad it really was. 
But the MySpace post must have been bad enough because she ended up reporting it to the school and you were suspended for your actions. In all honesty, I probably felt more shame and guilt than you ever did. Now, not only was I the girl who got made fun of, I was also the girl who got the popular boy suspended. Of course, the bullying didn't just stop because you were suspended. I think you just got better at hiding it. I started counting the days until the end of the school year, knowing that I'd be graduating soon and attending a school without you. For the first time in two years, I would be able to go a full day without your name calling. That's not to say that high school was smooth sailing. I switched back to public school and got made fun of for everything from my weight to my clothes to my friends and even for going to a private school. But in a way, you helped me prepare for all of that. After what I endured from you, I thought maybe, just maybe, I could handle whatever came my way. The thing is, I didn't really realize how you treated me would affect me long term. The words that you said didn't just go in one ear and out the other. They seeped into me and became ingrained in who I am. Over time, I started seeing myself how you did, as a whale who no one would ever love. You convinced me that I was unworthy, a waste of space, a fat pig. I believed it down to my core, and I assumed that everyone else saw me that way too. For many years, I settled for relationships and friendships because I felt like I was too fat and too ugly to be wanted or loved. Not only that, my life started revolving around my weight loss and restriction, a roller coaster that frankly, I'm still on today. When I think back to high school, the majority of my memories are related to my size. I think about the time I convinced my mom to take me to Weight Watchers or the three month period where I starved myself, eating just a couple pieces of fruit each day to try to lose weight. I think of the time that I wanted to try out for cheerleading, but convinced myself not to because I couldn't even fit in the uniform. So why even try at all? I think of the time I lied about my weight on my driver's license and of the time that my friends and I shopped at Forever 21 for the first time. I can still feel the shame that I felt when I realized I was the only one who was limited to the plus size section in the furthest, darkest corner of the store. It only got worse as I went off to college and transitioned into the working world. I started to think of my worth in terms of numbers, the number on the scale, the number of calories that I ate, the size on the tack of my clothes. I lived a life of restriction, constantly under eating and overtraining, hell bent on getting to a weight where I could be considered normal for just once in my life. There hasn't been a day ever that I can recall when I haven't berated myself for my weight. Even today, there are times when I look at myself in the mirror and tell myself like that I look like the fat pig that I truly am. Whenever I catch myself doing this, I feel so guilty that I fall into a downward spiral filled with symptoms of anxiety and depression, followed by a surge of emotional eating, which makes me feel even more guilty and causes the cycle all over again. It's exhausting. Until this week, I didn't till I didn't tell a soul, not even my mom, how much you put me through. No one knew how often you made fun of me and how much your words affected me, but they did. They do. Because of you, I always strive to be someone else. I wanted to be thinner and lighter and prettier, so I'd be seen as worthwhile, not worthless. There were times when I felt like I couldn't handle the name-calling and tormenting, but I persevered and made it through. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people who can't.
I read a story this week about a young woman who died by suicide. She struggled with anxiety and depression and was heavily cyberbullied in the days, weeks, and months leading up to her death. I share this to show that bullying, in person or online, can have extreme consequences. Can have extreme consequences, much more than a school suspension. If you read this or listen, I hope that you realize you weren't that your words weren't just words, especially to a young girl who didn't know any better and wasn't strong enough to stand up for herself. Your words were toxic and harmful and caused a domino effect of other emotions and challenges that I'll likely struggle with my entire life. I sincerely hope that no one else has experienced the trauma that you put me through. It only took 19 years, but I'm starting to realize that I am worth it. I'm fortunate to have a strong support system filled with a husband, a brother, parents, and friends who love me and support me. I'm grateful to have access to healthcare and professionals that can help me work through and overcome the body dysmorphia and the weight-related anxiety if it gets to be too much. I'm starting to realize that my size doesn't define me, and neither do you. Well, that's all for today's story. Until next time, please remember that you're not alone and that it's okay not to be okay. As a friendly reminder, there isn't a set publishing schedule, so I encourage you to subscribe if you want to be notified when there's a new episode. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.